The podcast is also sponsored by my good friend Tiger at It's Tiger Music on Instagram at itztiger.music. You can find all his work on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. He does all the music and tracks for the Block Hash podcast. Go check him out. Also, don't forget to check out Blockhash Plus on Patreon. This is something that's new, where you can learn more about trading, technical analysis, and charting, all for the price of two cups of coffee a month. That's pretty damn cheap. Sign up at patreon.com slash Blockhash. And last but definitely not least, Blockhash is offering consulting for all your blockchain needs. Buying, exchanging, selling, safe storage, tokenization, NFT creation, point of sale, you name it. We can help you. Go to blockhashpodcast.com slash consulting and let's talk. Hello guys, surprise, it is Thursday, June 3rd, episode 136. I bet you weren't expecting an episode today, but it's because we just did our first live episode with K.L. Wong, founder of Hello Pal, super excited about this and um, all the things that we talked about. So Hello Pal is the social media app that breaks down language barriers and allows you to live stream and get tips for your content. And they'll have crypto integrations coming and a whole bunch of stuff with CryptoPal in the future. And I'll let him explain that more. So be sure to subscribe and share this episode to somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and Hello Pal. Enjoy. All right, welcome KL to the Blockhash podcast and the first podcast that is going live. So very excited to start doing them this way more often and having some really authentic conversations. So KL, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thanks very much, Brandon. Doing great, thanks. Awesome. So before we jump in and talk about uh, Hello Pal and um, the company and everything. And I have a lot of questions about, you know, doing business in China, you know, how crypto is involved with Hello Pal as well. Um, tell yeah. me a little bit about yourself and your backgrounds and, you know, how you got to where you are now. Sure. I was born in Malaysia, and but I spent most of my educational years in the UK, uh, about you know, 10 years there. So um, including university where I read law. So I started off as a lawyer in London uh, and then got sent to Hong Kong and I've been in this part of the world um, ever since. So started off as a lawyer focused on the tech space and and soon after that one of our clients which was uh, actually involved with part of the Asian outfit of AOL at the time if you still remember mm-hmm. AOL being around. Uh, so uh, they brought me on board and, and we became uh, China.com which was the first uh, publicly listed NASDAQ company, in, uh, internet Asian uh, company to list on NASDAQ. So, mm-hmm. so we did a lot of, um, you know, uh, corporate structural work. We spun off another company in, in Hong Kong. So had a lot of that experience, you know, involved in the dot-com boom at that time. Um, also saw the dot-com crash firsthand. Uh, and then after that, I joined SoftBank, uh, which is an investment company, uh, mm-hmm. also in Hong Kong. Um was there for seven years, did many, many investments uh, around Asia, especially. Uh, and one crucial investment uh, in China, Hangzhou, uh, specifically, the city of Hangzhou, which uh, some some of your listeners may have 
uh, heard that that's where Alibaba, the company, is. So um, that company became especially significant because that founder uh, became a good friend of mine. And then when we sold off that company, he then became an, uh, a VC investor. And I, as a VC investor, then decided to be, become an entrepreneur. So we effectively switched roles. So, so one day he said, hey, come, come, to, come to China to expand your business. So that's, that's what I did, yeah. And that's how I ended up in, in Hangzhou for over, um, what is it? Coming up to nine, 10 years now. It's a long yeah. time. Why, yeah. why Hangzhou? I know you mentioned it off the podcast, but um, why, why did you decide to yeah. you know, have the company based there? So, so actually, the, the most immediate reason was because um, my friend was there and he had a lot of you know, connections there and he could you know, get me a work permit. You know? So it's, it's always good to, if you're going to a new country, to be somewhere where you, know, you could get help. So, so that's where we decided. But um, it also ended up to be, if, if I were to choose again, I think Hangzhou would be a really good choice. I mean, traditionally, one would choose maybe um, Beijing, Shanghai, or Shenzhen, the big three. Um, and these are the, especially if you're in tech. So uh, especially Shenzhen, um, which is known to be the Silicon Valley of China. Uh, a lot of people, especially with a, you know, looking for tech, work, um, go to Shenzhen, but um, and actually would have been logical for me being in Hong Kong, just around the border uh, at that time. Um, but uh, yeah, ended up in Hangzhou, which I, I love it here because it's, uh, it's not as fast paced um, as, as the other three. So that's, that's um, I think, a good mix of uh, work and, and pleasure. But in terms of tech, it, you know, it's, I, I don't think it, it's any uh, less necessarily in terms of the talent talent pool uh, when compared to you know Beijing and Shanghai but, you know, particularly thanks to Alibaba being here because you know Alibaba is is the largest um, tech company in China so yeah a, a lot of bustling talent here so is it more or less just like a more relaxing or enjoying place to live versus living in a crazy big booming city in China yeah um, so for example, in, in Beijing, you, you have all sorts of people that are not just tech, you know, all, all you know, politics stuff all there. Uh, and Beijing weather in terms of the smog is something that um, a lot of people are concerned about. Um, so so I, I probably would have Beijing as my last choice um, of, of all, all these cities. Um, Shanghai would be a good choice. Shanghai is very metropolitan. Uh, a bit like Hong Kong in some ways. So, so you could you would see a lot of foreigners in Shanghai. Uh, so a lot of foreigners uh, start off in Shanghai. That's where they would feel most at ease. That the 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 French the, the differential uh, is is the least. Uh, but if you want a more authentic uh, Chinese experience, then you probably want to you know be out of Shanghai, and well Shenzhen at least. And then um, Hangzhou, as I said, for me, a good middle ground uh, where, you know, you have a very beautiful uh, lake here, which is famous for the West Lake. Um, and yeah, and, and it's just not as bustling. You, you won't feel as pressured as, as uh, you know, cities like uh, Shanghai and Shenzhen or Hong Kong. 
Well, where would you recommend a foreigner if they were going to China for the first time, they go first? Um, do you recommend them going to one of those big cities or checking out a place like Hangzhou first? Or Yeah, well, it, it would really depend on, on the time you have and, and mm -hmm. what you want to get out of it. Uh, if, if it's long term, then definitely, you know, if you have like a week or so, definitely see all the major ones. See the big cities. Uh, but also get to see, you know, the second, third tier cities uh, and especially far out places. Um, mm -hmm. And if you have time, even I would recommend going to Xinjiang. There's, there's so much talk about Xinjiang, uh, which to me is just <laughs> BS uh, that's being reported. Uh, and people get surprised, you know, when they, when they go to Xinjiang and visit it and see it for themselves. Like, oh, my God, this is nothing like what has been reported. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, if you have time, definitely check that out. Um, uh, and a lot of scenic places like out in Yunnan, which is uh, southern China. You could even go as far west as, as Tibet. Uh, mm -hmm. But at the very least, you know, you probably want to visit at least one or two of the major cities. Beijing, Shanghai typically is, is where tourists would go to. Um, and, and typically, if you go to Shanghai, because Hangzhou is very near to Shanghai, you could do a stop in Hangzhou. Um, and or if you're in Hong Kong, then a lot of people, they just hop over to Shenzhen uh, because it's just across the border for, from Hong Kong. Um, yeah, you'll have to make a, yeah. make a list of places for me to travel. Um, you know, contrary to popular belief, you know, I've heard a lot of good things about, you know, visiting China and, um, you know, what it's actually like versus how the media yeah. Kind of yeah. portrays it in Western world yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a place I want to go at some point. I just got to figure out yeah. how to yeah. get to do it. <laughs> yeah, right now, yeah, right now, that's an issue. But uh, the great thing is, it's it's starting to get relaxed. So uh, previously, is uh, it, it's hard to even get a visa, but mm -hmm. I think now, um, I think particularly for you're in the US, right? Um, I'm in the US six months out of the year in Las Vegas, and then right, right. now I'm in Medellin, Colombia. Um, I'm here usually the other six months out okay. of the year. I like to go back okay. and forth, but. Right. So, so for, for, for the U.S., uh, they even made a, a special exception to say that because uh, originally you had to you would have to get one of the Chinese vaccines uh, mm -hmm. to come in. But I think they've now for U.S. citizens, they're, they're allowing uh, the non uh, you know, Pfizer, AstraZeneca uh, vaccines. Uh, but unfortunately, right now, you still have to be quarantined for, for two weeks uh, in China. Uh, yeah. Before you, you, so so you're stuck in a hotel basically. Uh, but uh, maybe even you could be vaccine? since you're doing. Sorry, even even if you have the vaccine, they they make yeah you yeah because yeah yeah because uh, especially with talks about you know uh, even if you're vaccinated, you you can still transmit. You know we we, we hear that quite commonly. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, you you have to be quarantined. You're stuck in a hotel room. But um, if if you're doing podcasts most of the time, hey, it's, it's probably not much of a difference doing it out of a a, a Chinese hotel uh, than than from where you are. Uh, yeah, I've, so. I've been in quarantine um, in Colombia and I've been stuck indoors, so I know how to do it. And you know, doing a podcast, you can do it indoors pretty easily as long as I got internet. I'm okay. That, that's the most important yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, and and China. And here's another thing about China: the Mm -hmm. The online services uh, are, I would say, mo the most advanced in the world by far, by mm -hmm. far. So, so like food delivery is, is a piece of cake, and, and you get 
huge variety and they are at your doorstep very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and just purchasing online shopping generally, you know, whatever you want, you know, um, getting stuff, uh, you know, uh, whatever you think of actually, um, especially if you're familiar with buying through uh, the Chinese online space, it's so convenient. It's, it's one of the things I would probably miss the most if I were to ever leave China. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, biggest reasons not to leave China because of the convenience of, of the uh, you know, things like online shopping and everything. Right. Yeah. Brings up a good question. Do you like ever use cash when you're in China? Like, because I hear these stories all the time. And cash. I've seen the videos like cash just doesn't exist in China. Everything's, you know, cash. digital. I've, cash. I've, I've heard of that concept. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I used to use it long time. Yeah, it, hardly. Um, it, you, I haven't carried my wallet around for yeah for many years now. When when in China, mm-hmm. um, the only reason I would carry my wallet is if I is if I wanted to store my bank card. If I'm still even go to the bank, I mean, hardly go to the bank now. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, that's that's really no reason to and and you would even have a hard time getting change uh, in many places if you were to use cash um yeah so so one of the things you guys just use like alipay and and um uh, what's the other one wechat Um, wechat wechat WeChat. so you guys use alipay and wechat the most yes uh these are these are the main two um the only real two really uh uh, Alipay is typically used where I am in Hangzhou uh, because Alipay is from Alibaba, so 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 that's where we are, and uh, yeah, so we usually use uh, Alipay. But I think in, in Shenzhen, which is where Tencent, the company responsible for, mm-hmm. for WeChat, is, yeah, most people use WeChat Pay. Yeah, but they are they're both interchangeable. Yeah, that's so crazy to think about. In the U.S., I mean, it's it's a little a little behind, but it's catching up. But it's funny because in Colombia, it's like everyone wants to use cash still. <laughs> So it's like that hurdle, you know, when you get over it, everyone wants me to pay them in cash and I have a hard time getting cash sometimes. Um, Right, right, right. It's kind of funny. Yeah, and this was, this was it. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that that, that, that this was, you know, we were using Alipay, Mm -hmm. WeChat many years ago already. You know, it's it's like, and it's funny to see how, you know, many places haven't even started uh, with this sort of, uh, e-payments right what why did you get into tech it was there a specific reason that or you know type of technology that got you excited about wanting to be in this space in this sector uh that you know led to you getting to um hello pal or did you yeah. just um, by happenstance get into the space oh oh did we lose him up, oh, hold on, folks. Hello, sorry. Uh-huh. Hey, you're did good. Get cut off? All right. Yeah, why did I get into tech? So mm-hmm. um, I've always been interested in tech. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a computer very early on. My my first modem was a fourteen point four k modem. Uh, so so sorry. So I, I think I've just dated myself, uh, and uh, uh, but. Always been interested in computers, software, uh, the internet. So even as a lawyer, uh, I specialized in internet law mm-hmm. uh, in, in China and Hong Kong. Um, 
so my first business, um, oh, sorry, before that, so as when I was with SoftBank, so yeah, SoftBank being a tech investment company, we, we were just looking at tech deals all the time also, which, which you know, suited me fine. Um, and, and when I first started off uh, my company, which wasn't HelloPal, it was an early education and educational company called Grill Kids. Uh, that was also uh, a tech-based early educational company. Um, that came about as you know a result of my wanting to teach my own daughter um, mm. skills like reading, uh, and and not being able to get the tools that I really wanted. Uh, so at that time, you know, teaching her consisted of you know flashcards and DVDs um, programs, mm. and 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 basically, I, I want for for example, I wanted. You know, every time I showed her a picture of a dog, I didn't want to keep showing her the same dog. You know, I, I wanted her to have the concept because she's too young to explain to, right? So, so it needs to be you know a direct assimilation of, of the information you're giving her. So I wanted to show her you know different pictures each time. So, so at that time, I I could only do it myself, and and, and we are in the in, in the area of printing, you know, photos, you know, from film at that time. So, mm -hmm. so you can imagine how laborious that was so so i said hey you know that's got to be a better way so i started just doing it from powerpoint you know you know creating different powerpoint presentations for her i said hey this all this could be automated and so so that's when i started to engage people um online of freelancers to start programming for me and and that became you know the, the genesis of the first product of build kids which was little reader um which which is actually um getting a complete revamp right now due to the birth of my my son who's now um, 15 months old and uh, i've been using the original re little reader as well as a, an upgraded version of it uh, you know using all the recent tech uh, uh, that's available to us so so that's that's how my entrepreneurship started off um, you know uh, with a tech product educational product and that's later on morphed into hello pal very nice. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool how the internet has evolved over the last 10, 20 years, especially over the last 10 years, you know, going from, you know, floppy disks and CDs to everything being digital and decentralized in such a short period of time is pretty crazy to think about. So it's, it's exciting to, you know, be in tech and to, you know, as long as you have, you know, getting to watch that, you know, really grow. It's got to be really cool. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. Um it's, it's always fascinating how, how far, and, and I think I'm moving faster and faster, you know, the, the acceleration is, is there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully so, I'm, yeah. I, I keep, I keep saying that uh, hopefully I, I get to see things, you know, like, um, like, you know, the, the matrix type uh, technology, <laughs> you know, where you're, where you're just jacking mm -hmm. in yourself and then, uh, you know, experiencing a completely different reality. Ho hopefully I'll get to see that in, in my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, we're getting close. I mean, that's pretty much what, you know, VR is doing, right? You know, taking us yeah. out of our reality and putting us into yeah. a, a virtual yeah. ecosystem, a virtual yeah. world where we can do whatever we want. And, you know, even when you put on Oculus today, you kind of lose yourself a little bit. Like, it's, it's yeah. scary yeah. how it is already. So in five or ten years, you know, that, you know, excites me and frightens me a little bit more all at the same time <laughs> and, and also um computer to brain 
interfaces like Neuralink, you know, by by Elon Musk, mm-hmm. you know. So 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 that's that's coming. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, so I'm I'm hopeful I'll get to see it. We're all going to be cyborgs. We're all going to be wired up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let let's talk about Hello Pal. Um, I'm sure people are curious at this point. Uh, what it is you're doing with that. So let's, um, so tell me like, like, what is it? What's the mission? Like, why'd you start it? Um, what does it do? Yeah. So HelloPal is an international social network uh, platform where, which allows people to just get on and meet other people from all across the world uh, very easily. So you can, you know, search you know, using countries, uh, mm-hmm. the language spoken, or the language that people are trying to learn, etc. It it started off as a language learning focused product, um, where you know people wanted to wanted to learn a particular language would find people uh, native language speakers of that language uh, on our platform. Um, except I then soon realized that um, the people using our app. Uh, were not just language learners. They, they were a lot of them weren't even interested in learning a language. They, they were just interested in meeting people from other countries, um, and that's a social group. Uh, and then the third group would be travelers, people who wanted to meet people from a particular country before they travel to that country. So, so that's why HelloPal then became just one app out of three. Uh, the other two being TravelPal and LanguagePal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the main app is still HelloPal, uh, and and that's now a very social focused app. Um, so, but it's always been about connecting people from all over the world. So, the company's mission from day one has been to bring the world closer together. So, and which I feel is particularly relevant, you know, in today's age where people are getting more and more divided. You know, so so what mm-hmm. you know, we hope to achieve is to allow people to access each other directly, you know, get to know about each other, learn about each other, the culture, language, um, etc. you know, directly instead of listening to just media, uh, which, which have their own uh, agenda oftentimes and their own biases. Um, so um, in getting people together, obviously language learning, uh, language skills is, mm-hmm. is a big uh, factor in, in allowing the ease of communications. So, you know, HelloPal has, you know, language tools to help you do that. Um, uh, and, and that's something that we are going to be um, expanding further when we relaunch uh, LanguagePal, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be something which I feel could, you know, uh carve out a small slice of the pie from you know apps like duolingo uh, i think we've, we are doing it we'll be doing it in a very unique way uh, so so to watch out for is language pal um, but travel pal is taking a back seat of obviously right now uh, with the travel restrictions mm-hmm. so so coming back um yeah so hello pal um is a, a social platform and then um back in 2019 we started um, including live streaming, um, and, and that's how we've been generating revenue uh, since then. So we brought on board a very experienced live streaming team um, at that time, um, who were part of the 
the start of the live streaming industry in China. And, and, and basically, I think a lot of the live streaming technology and uh, methods in terms of uh, revenue models, etc., I believe it, it actually starts off in China. They, 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 you know, that's, that's the birthplace of, of a lot of you know, live streaming models. Um, so, so this team was part of that. So they came on board and, and you know, we, we had a running start basically, uh, especially with our existing user base. So, so live streaming has been, has been doing very well, um, especially over the 2020, we, we had a you know, 900% you know, increase, you know, if you compare, you know, December mm -hmm. monthly revenues compared to January. So they're, they're still rising. Um, and, uh, we are expanding into not just you know the chinese live streaming market which was where our initial focus was now it's been the key is to expand um, in other markets middle east uh, is one which we've been uh, doing uh, in the recent months and we'll continue to expand in and um, a lot more markets to 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 target um, and and so so um still early days for our live streaming but um, more recently, we've moved into the you know the the crypto space, uh, which is probably you know, what your your listeners are more interested in. Um, so so yeah, happy to also talk about that uh, very soon. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have some questions on that as well. So this is like a social media app that like helps you know break down language barriers, you know, and connecting people. Is that kind of like yeah. what the main focus is? That, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, a way to basically find people you know, across the world. Um, it's, it's different from social media networks like Facebook. So Facebook, you go on to basically socialize with existing friends and or, or meet new friends, which are, who are friends of friends mm -hmm. um, in, in a very, you know, already connected way. Um, whereas our platform is, is more to let you meet completely new people um, across the world. Uh, so very often, you know, users don't even have a single existing friend on that platform. And they're, they're, they're there purely to meet new people, uh, especially across the world. Got it. What, what markets are you in right now? Oh, we have users from virtually every single place you can think of, you know, mm -hmm. over 200 uh, countries and regions. Uh, uh, but... Um, you know, we, we have a, a large group in China. That's probably the, the number one country in terms of number of users. They account for maybe, you know, 20, 20, 30 uh, percent of our user base. Um, but they, yeah, they're, they're scattered everywhere. A, a lot in um, South America, uh, Middle East, increasingly because of our expansion of live streaming services there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so typically uh, they are there are people who are from the lesser developed countries who have more of a need to, for example, learn English um, and, and a desire to speak to English speakers, especially. Um, mm. So, so, so typically, yeah, they're, they're from um, the lesser developed, uh, developing countries. Do you know your user base yet? Like how many users you got, um, you know, globally using HelloPal? Yeah, we are coming up to 5.7 million uh, users across the uh, across the world. That's 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 a lot. That's pretty good. That's yeah. A good start. Yeah. 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 
So can you, can you download it in the U.S. at all? Like, is it on the Apple oh, yeah. Store, and Android oh, yeah. Store? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, you, you'll find it on, on the App Store, Apple App Store, uh, and on Google Play. I'm going to do it right now, live. Hold on. <laughs> let's, let's see. It's yeah. called Hello Pal. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, that's going to take a few minutes to download, but yeah, we'll, we'll pull that up in a minute. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So 5.6, 5.7 million users or so, give or take globally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, so, so the recent focus has been um, on live streaming uh, and, and a lot of people start actually earning money. Uh, they're actually making a living through live streaming uh, mm -hmm. on our app. So typically how that works uh, is that, uh, you know, viewers, you know, watch hosts and, and uh, most of these hosts are probably uh, females. And, and so they have a following uh, of, you know, people watching them and they, they, they are chatting, they, they could be singing, you know, dancing and, and just uh, entertaining people, uh, their, their viewers. And so viewers are able to tip them um, by using cash to top up mm, okay. uh, and, and then give them send them virtual gifts and as as these hosts live streamer hosts they got it um so so as they as they um as they receive gifts they actually they can actually redeem that for cash and okay. and and people are amazed you know how much some of the live streamers earn a, a month yeah so can they like, like you know, cars when and they're when they're doing live streams and stuff? Can they tip in in like uh, in crypto or anything like that yet, or is that maybe part of the plan in the future? That that was part of the plan, mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, because of the App Store regulations on, on both the you know Apple App Store and and Google Play, uh, we would uh, that would be problematical. Um, the the, the wow. reason is is that um, on apps like ours where you are able to buy virtual gifts um it they won't allow you to have a digital wallet you know a crypto wallet you know because that that would end up being able to circumvent you know the purchase mm -hmm. you know off you know at, you know so payment would would not be any any longer going through you know the, the, the google or apple so so we we are coming up with a new app um or crypto focus app um mm -hmm. tentatively named crypto pal uh where there will be a wallet and so we intend to be building a, a crypto focus community there and and finding ways to really tie that in with with uh, our other apps like hello pal and and i think effectively you'd be able to <clears throat> socialize on hello pal and then do the crypto transfer uh, on tipping, you know, um, through our separate app. Yeah, but right. we're, we're still yeah tying it all together. Yeah, that sounds like a good direction to go. Not just because crypto is you know such a big deal right now, but also because you know you got you got a good platform, a good app, you got a good user base that seems to be growing very quickly. Um, you know, with live streams, you know, the, the ability to tip, you know, it's so much easier to do it with crypto. It's so much faster and so much broader. Definitely. Um, you know, the same reason why um, Twitch is going that direction. They've been doing it for a long time, being able to 
uh, tip your favorite game yep. streamer, you know? Um, so yep. it, it, yep. it opened up so many doors for you guys. Yeah, certainly. And, and so we've been trying to make our users more crypto savvy. So, so that's one of the key things that we want to do because for us, crypto is going to play a, an increasingly uh, important role uh, in our platform. So, you know, payments, especially international payments, has been the, the biggest uh, missing piece of the puzzle uh, on our platform. Uh, if we want people to help each other, uh, you know, we want to be able to let people reward each other and to transfer value from one person to the other. Mm-hmm. And crypto, you know, in, in our mind, has always been the best way to do it. So, and that's why we've been going big on crypto, um, and and hence, you know, all our recent announcements uh, in, in this space. Yeah. So, how have you, you know? sort of combined hello pal and crypto thus far I, I saw you guys had like a wallet i saw something yeah. about um, a crypto mining service um like so what are you guys focused on right now in terms of combining hello pal with crypto yeah so our, our crypto initiatives uh, started in 2018 where we partnered with uh, a sort of like a sister company uh called yitang based in shanghai um mm-hmm. who are a, a blockchain experts uh they, they they manage a lot of crypto assets uh they help people launch you know they did a lot of icos back then so mm-hmm. so they helped us integrate a digital wallet into hello pal um so so that's going to be reappearing in a separate app now um in in our crypto focus app um and recently we we've announced um the acquisition of twelve thousand five hundred litecoin slash dogecoin mining machines mining rigs and that basically puts us we believe probably the third largest uh corporate uh, in terms of a uh, number of rigs um, mining dogecoin and and so we are very long on um on dogecoin uh and when, by the way when we announced that deal dogecoin was at 5.5 cents uh, uh and even lower when when we first you know uh, started to plan to do that so uh the credit has to really go to yitang um, our partners who we mentioned earlier they back in you know 2019 uh 2020 2019 had the foresight to then you know, start to snap up a lot of these litecoin machines uh, mining rigs uh, you know, back then when n- no one really wanted to mine Litecoin uh, in China. So they, they they bought up a lot of the rigs, you know, believing that uh, Litecoin, and especially Dogecoin, would surge. And, and, and how right they've been proved. Nope, nope. Hold on. Got to reload them again. What happened? Sorry about that. Uh, no worries. You're good. Yeah. So, yeah. How right they've been proven. Um, so the great thing is, you know, being a sister company with a common shareholder, uh, we, we have our relationship is such that where they've agreed to basically put all those assets uh, uh, into HelloPal. Um, and and we're going to be, you know, mining a lot of Litecoin and especially Dogecoin. Um, and, and with that, uh, 
we are going to we've announced that we want to let our users experience um, crypto mining. Um, essentially, we'll be taking part of our assets, uh, part of our machines, and and allowing people to buy them uh, virtually, and and basically have the experience of seeing coin, you know, crypto, Dogecoin, uh, Litecoin, appear in their wallet, uh, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we expect that uh, our wallet will probably be the first wallet they've, they've ever had, you know. Um, and the great thing is a lot of people are interested in mining now. They, they, they see especially, you know, how Bitcoin has been has been rising. Now they're starting to heard of this, you know, crazy coin called Dogecoin, uh, which, 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 it was a joke. Um, and, and so we've seen increasing interest in people wanting to mine as well as to start to use cryptocurrency. Uh, and, and so one way that we want to do that is allowing people to, you know, giving them the benefits of the economic benefits of mining. And, and it's, it's crazy how much, you know, uh, mm-hmm. how economic it is. It's, it's, um, I think we'll, when we start reporting our numbers, um, the first one being a, a day, a, a couple of days from now, and then, but especially when you see after what we've accumulated in a month, how much coin that we're that we're generating and how profitable it is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, people will 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 be even more interested uh, in in mining. So we want to share part of that profitability uh, with our users, uh, in the hopes of uh, you know bringing more crypto savvy people uh, into our platform as well as to make our users more crypto savvy. And then you know, hopefully, we'll have a community that's that's that has wallets that's used to transferring crypto, and that just becomes a, a a way of life. And it's actually you know coming back to what we were talking about earlier, how you know we we, are, we use Alipay and and WeChat Pay in China. I, I remember originally, um, you know, when I was used to using uh, cash and then Alipay, you know. What started, you know, um, spreading? I, I had a hesitation in in using Alipay. And said, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm good with cash. You know, I'm used to. I've been using this for God knows how many years now, right? So, but then, you know, once you start using it and you're encouraged to use it, and, and they were incentivizing us to to use Alipay. They, they basically, every purchase, they actually subsidize that purchase in order to get us using Alipay, and and. Because they knew, uh, and how right they were that you know when we start using it, that's no going back. Right, so, exactly. so hopefully, hopefully, you know, we get our users also starting to use crypto, and and they'll see, hey, that's 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 the best way to to transfer value uh, from one user to another. Yeah. So, so that's basically what we want to achieve. Yes, yeah, so, you know, as a China Chinese based company, um, you are a Chinese based company, correct? In well, our our operational team is in Hangzhou, okay. uh, but but we're actually based in in Vancouver, yeah, NBC. That, that, and BC. Yes, uh, we're, we're listed. Oh, cool. Beautiful yeah. city. I love Vancouver, BC. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, okay. So China is very against you know the whole mining crypto mining thing. So you know, as a company that's you know kind of getting into that. And that you know has a bit of a base in China. Have you guys had any issues with that, or any um, you know authorities saying that you can't do that, or giving you any problems? Has it been like any hurdles or roadblocks with that? Yeah. Well, first, I, I wouldn't say that uh, China is very against uh, crypto mining. 
uh, I would say they are very conscious about um, issues related to crypto mining, especially energy consumption and mm-hmm. energy generation, especially how it relates to pollution uh, and the environment. So um, we've we've always uh, known that um, the energy source that we we use uh, for our mining rigs uh, is is key, and that's why actually for us um, it's been less far less of an issue, and actually it could even work out in our favor. Um, so for example, most of our rigs, uh, virtually all our rigs, um, are, are hydro powered, hydroelectricity powered, um, and where if you don't use that electricity, it's getting wasted. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, um, recently, you know, I, I think you're, you're probably alluding to, you know, the, the recent um, uh, talk about, you know, China perhaps banning uh, crypto mining. Um, that's, uh, we, we really don't see that happening. Um, what we see far more likely to happen is that um, there'll be a regulation of, of crypto mining, where where probably uh, you would not be allowed to be to use, uh, you know, electricity that's from fossil fuel energy, uh, for example. Um, there'll probably be um, uh, maybe a, perhaps a tax on it uh, or, or, or a raise in electricity prices, and it'll just become very regulated, which is something we welcome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it creates certainty, and that's what's we what we see happening. Um, but in any event, uh, worst case scenario, uh, if we can't, we're unable to mine in, in China, um, it's, it's not actually that big a deal or that difficult to actually move the rigs offshore uh, to a different country. And we actually already have contingency plans for that. Uh, we've had that for, for some time already. So we may even see some rigs in, in BC. Yeah, yeah, it's it's curious because, you know, all we hear is like the news and what China thinks and is doing, but we don't really know the reality of it. You know, is it really that harsh? Um, are they going to have regulations? Will they be positive regulations or negative type yeah. of regulations where it stifles it in China? Because, um, yeah. you know, so much of the, you know, the Bitcoin hash rate comes out of China. I think most of all of yeah. it comes out of China yeah. still. So yep, it's like yep. when I see that in the news, they're like, oh, they're arresting people and shutting down mining operations. I'm like, then then why is it like, you know, got the <laughs> the highest hash rate, you know, coming out of China, you know, versus the rest of the world? Yeah. Like, it, you know, to me, it's like there's some inconsistencies yeah. in terms of like what's being said correct, and what's correct. actually happening. So correct, correct, correct. Those I mean, those those are probably isolated. I'm not sure what which incidents you're referring to, but but they are typically isolated incidents due to other reasons. Um, and I think you know there was some confusion also with uh, with shutting down of, of mines, which were which were coal mines, and then because some some of the you know uh, crypto mines were also related to or, or put in that area, they, they got confused uh, as well. I mean, so so, but as as you pointed out, I mean, yeah, everything's still getting you know, coming up from China. Our machines are still are still running and have been running. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the only reason why. Um, some of the machines haven't run some of the time. Um, it's because um, of you know it, it season uh, where there wasn't enough water, uh, and and there was a cap on the electricity generated. You know that that's the only reason why you know our machines have not run sometimes. You know not nothing to do with uh, you know regulations or anything. 
You've also mentioned Doji a few times. So I have a question, like, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's like a legitimate thing to invest in, in the crypto space? Um, or do you think it's, you know, something that's really highly speculative and is more of a gamble than is actually an investment? Or do you have an opinion on it? Or Yeah, well, um, certainly I, I have, an, have an opinion on it. And, and it's probably... Uh, Obvious what my position is because we've we've gone such big time in, into Doge yeah. and Litecoin, uh, but uh, but having said that, you know, because uh, our machines are actually you know they're, they're Litecoin machines. It's just that because they're merged mined with with Doge, you know, we, we generate mm-hmm. Doge uh, as as well. But the great thing in doing this is that even if Doge goes to zero, we we still have Litecoin, and and mining just Litecoin is already profitable. You know, even if we completely discount Doge, um, so but but Doge is just taking us into the stratospheric heights uh, in, in terms of returns. Um, but I, I foresee that um, that's it's going to be way more volatile than mm-hmm. the other cryptos. Um, but I I I think that's enough uh, base now and momentum now that it isn't going anywhere anytime soon uh you know it's it's going to be around in general on the overall crypto space it's obviously had a, a very slow run up into 20 uh 2021 and then beginning of the year it just kind of took off and there's like a billion reasons we could talk about and be here all night for um but and then it's had this you know somewhat dramatic pullback and now it's kind of you know sitting in this interesting range and there's all these yeah. things going on and um positive and negative like where do you think we're at do you think this bull run is you know winding down and coming to an end or do you think this is just the the means to you know a, you know a, the larger part of this you know bull market trends um or do you have an opinion on that or yeah well i <clears throat> i believe firstly in terms of long long term uh, crypto is definitely here to stay. Uh, I, I would, mm-hmm. I would bet very, very big on that. Uh, I, I see it completely uh, revolutionizing, you know, everything. It, it's going to morph uh, in its form, but it's it's definitely uh, here to stay. As to who the eventual, you know, uh, top cryptos will be, that that's a big question mark. But for sure, right. cryptos will be here. As for whether you know the current bull run uh, is over. Uh, I don't think so. I think it still has legs. Uh, I've I've always expected you know these big increases and, and, and drops, these you know spikes and, and drops um, to be expected. And, and especially with more and more people coming in now, you know you, you're going to have people taking profit at the at the first opportunity they get. You know, especially right. with you know hedge funds in in the picture also. Um, yeah, to be expected. And you know any little news uh, that comes out you know positive or negative is going to be magnified you know to 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 suit their purpose um, and and so for example like this time uh, <laughs> what, what was the, the cause of it you know partly because of um tesla's elon's tweet uh, about tesla mm-hmm. uh, combined with uh, you know the, the the recent talk in china uh, but you know, eventually these are just going to iron out. I don't see the Chinese regulation. I mean, there have been talk about Chinese regulations since God knows when, really, right? Since right. since all the way back in 2018, you know, and and look what's happened. Actually, if, if anything, 
yeah. more people are using crypto now in China than there ever than there ever was back in 2018. Uh, that, that's crazy. So think about and you know this whole like down temporary downtrend in the market. I guess you know there's it's been a string of negative events. You know obviously Elon and his tweets. Um, you know the whole you know Bitcoin's not eco friendly. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, idea right. has been a big one, which I, I totally agree with for a number of reasons. Um, you know, and then obviously China coming out for the billionth time saying it's banning crypto if it's actually banning crypto. I, I swear <laughs> it said it every year for like the last 10 years. So it, I'm just like, why are people yeah. reacting to that? Yeah. Um, you know, and then yeah. India saying yeah. they're getting tighter on it. The Federal Reserve, yep. or no, in the Federal Reserve, the IRS in the U.S. saying that they're gonna yep. seize your crypto if you don't pay taxes, and yeah, yeah. It's like when when you stop and you think about it, and you like look at the news, and you're like, well, of course the IRS is gonna seize your money if you don't pay your taxes, but like realistically, if you're not paying your taxes, are you leaving your crypto on Coinbase where it's vulnerable? <laughs> Probably not. Like I don't know. I think some of the news that goes out, you know, it sounds scary to the average person, but it also is like really just stupid stuff that will blow over and you know just my personal opinion when i look at the market it feels like a steel trap where people are a little scared they're selling they're they're getting yeah. out but yeah. you know yeah. the, the people yeah. that are a bit wiser that have a lot of money the big companies institutions even governments they're dumping so much cash into crypto right now and buying yeah, yeah. you know i think a lot yeah. of people are going to get burned and left out you know just you know because of this temporary dip i know it's scary but I, I yeah, think that yeah, we're going to yeah. finish the year fairly strong. Maybe, maybe your opinion is the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I, for sure. And and we're, we're going to see a lot more spikes and dips. Yeah, mm -hmm. coming for, for for this reason or, or or that. You know, it's just that we don't know what the the, the rumors or reasons are going to be. But yeah, we expect this. We've always expected this, um, and, yeah. and it could be a big correction. Maybe even at the end, of the day, I, who knows? But um, overall, I, I think you know we're, we are patient. Yeah, well, what what goes up must come down. So I mean, that's kind of how yeah. crypto works, and it's a market, so it's never going to be straight up or straight down. So, um, you know, before we like slowly start wrapping everything up, um, I know there's a bunch of comments and people that have some questions. Um, did you do you mind answering a few of them? I think I can sure. throw them on the screen. Uh, some of them sure. are pretty straightforward. Like, um, oh, cool, they do pop up. Like, are you guys? So you said you guys are in North America already, right? So you're doing live streaming in North America? Well, our, our user base, so, so what I was saying earlier is that, um, so in terms of live streamers, um, the there are more in Asia and in Middle East than there are in, in North America. Uh, but North America is, is somewhere where we want to uh, start focusing on soon, especially when we relaunch mm -hmm. um, our Language Pal app. Uh, which is focused on language learning, but we'll also have live streaming um, on that as well. Uh, but currently, not so much in North America, but um, plans for North America, certainly. Uh, another person asked, um, you know, can you guys move your crypto mining rigs out of China, you know, safely, you know, quickly if you needed to? I think you answered that a little while yes, ago. Yes, yes, yes. for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. We already have a contingency uh, for that if we need to do that quickly. Um, I think what we what would happen is that we would just suffer, um, you know, a short period of time where we're not earning crypto. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not a 
big deal in the grand scheme of things. Well, let's see. We got more more comments coming in real quick. Is there a time frame on the the app, the CryptoPal app, the tentative CryptoPal, or do you guys have another name for it, or can you divulge that, or no? Um, no, well, this is the the um, current name of it. Uh, it's likely we'll call it that. Uh, it's just that um, the, the only question is whether we want to make it very clear that it's crypto related because it's, <clears throat> it, it can get sticky sometimes when people say, oh, crypto, say, oh, no, it's, it's, uh, and, then, and then people, some some yeah, sectors of, of industries, they, they get very nervous. So so I, I don't know. So so we may call it something that doesn't sound so obviously crypto. But anyway, um, time frame. Um, we, we've we've been hope, hoping to launch it this month, um, but knowing how things last minute changes come in, and probably I say one to two months. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, another person was asking what the name of the company is that you guys partner with yeah. to acquire the the mining rigs. Yeah. Um, what, what was it called? Yitang, Y-I-T-A-N-G. And you can find okay, information okay. Uh, on them by going to our website, uh, hellopal.com, and just going to the news sections uh, and, and seeing all the news releases that we've, that we've been putting out. So anything related to crypto, uh, you'll find a, a mention to Yitang. Okay, let's answer one more and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, will you reach out to Elon and tell him about the hydro energy being used for mining? You know, I don't think that one's too much of a secret. I mean, there's a lot of extra cast off energy from hydro, um, you know, hydroelectric energy, especially in the US too. So I'm surprised there aren't more mining ops, you know, taking advantage of that. Um, but I don't yeah. know. You want to reach we'll, out we'll to Elon? We'd love to reach out to Elon. You know, um, if any of you could uh, uh, help uh, help put us together, it would be great. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll call that good for the comments. Um, but just to wrap it up, what's your guys's roadmap look like for the rest of twenty twenty one? Obviously, you got you know a couple apps you're working on. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you guys are really pushing into crypto and stuff, but is there anything you want people to be aware of or to look out for, like any important dates or anything like that? Yeah, well, I think the most exciting thing um, to to look out for is the amount of crypto, uh, Doge and Litecoin that gets generated uh, and how it impacts our, our bottom line, which is um, something very, that we are very excited about. Um, <clears throat> and, and basically our, our sharing that with the community. Um, when, when we launch our mining, uh, crypto mining uh, initiative. Uh, but of course, you know, <clears throat> something that's uh, probably closest to my heart, uh, Language Pal, um, that's getting launched, you know, later, later this year. Um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Um, Kale, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast and do the first live episode. Um, I think we had some decent engagement for the first time doing it. I didn't really tell anyone about this one, so I'm glad some people showed up and participated. And um, we'll, we'll definitely push this out even further. I'll do a little bit more post-editing and um, keep in contact with you guys. And um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. A lot of good info. Thanks so much, Brandon. Thanks for having me on.